Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. Good evening, everybody. It is 8 o'clock. It is Monday night. It is March 13th, 2023. You are tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking to you about movies. We're going to talk to you about news, movie-related news, some little bit of TV stuff here. We're going to just be talking. We're just going to be talking to you about entertainment news because that's that's just what we do uh if you're downloaded this podcast somewhere in the future and you're listening to this uh this is a live show we do this live every monday night eight o'clock central standard time thanks for the resub vince over on twitch um which leads me to what i was going to say if you want to participate live in the show get in here in the comments like tony garrett just did over on youtube saying hooty who you too uh, you can get on those comments every Monday night at 8. 8 so much better when read out loud. <laughs> who do you? Uh, Central Standard Time, uh, and 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 if you don't want to mess with any of that, you can. That's fine too. You can you can download the podcast wherever it is you get podcasts and take us on the go. Vince over there with the resub twenty months Dang. on a sub. Thanks, man. Uh, affable Shadow with the woohoo over on Twitch. Night Alishly over with the hey hey hey's. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, we're here. We're here. Uh, obviously, um, we're probably going to have to talk about the Oscars a little bit because that's we're a movie show and everybody's like, it's those Oscars. Um, but I did see a movie. I went and saw the new um, Scream. Scream 6, Scream VI, Scream the next one, Scream turn the M into Roman Nubial rules because they can't think of anything better to do. Um, I'm going to talk about that in the show. Um yeah, and McLean over on YouTube saying hello, hello. What's up, dude? Did you see anything this week, Jay? Uh, I, I watched that uh, Chris Rock special uh, on Netflix. That, yeah, that, I saw where that last he talked week. a little bit about last year's Oscars. Um, but yeah. uh, another movie uh, that I I watched, and uh, this was something that was uh, recommended on a, a weekly phone call I have with a really good friend and and uh, one of our our top viewers of the show uh, real phone calls that really happened for real uh we we talked about this and uh i viewed the buttercream gang wait so you like without even cashing in channel points so to give you guys that are probably casual listeners uh um one of our, you know, regular fans that listens to the show all the time uh, is on Twitch right now. Velvet Santa. Velvet Santa. Uh, he's always talking about the Buttercream Gang. And in our Discord, he's always talking about the Buttercream Gang. Well, in and our it, weekly phone calls that are that are real, uh, they really happen. They're, they're very real. Buttercream Gang. And yeah. and I feel like if you've ever seen, what's that, that Mel Gibson movie where he's like that ex-assassin like, and everywhere he goes and sees a copy of Catcher in the Rye, he has to like buy 
buy it. And I feel like that is Velvet Santa on Twitch, but with Buttercream King. But speaking of Twitch, uh, Night Owlishly did redeem. A bow takes a sip. And fortunately, I have my medicine right here. I'm going to kind of drink this Underberg while Jake talks about a little bit more about Buttercream Gang. Oh, we're, we're not going to save the review for later in the mm-hmm. show? Because, I mean, uh, to, to, to tell you what it is. It's we a, will. It's just a, it's a story about friendship and making the right choices and <laughs> we'll uh we'll get further into that, into that one yeah at, at the review yeah uh and velvet Santa on twitch said conspiracy theory yes conspiracy theory is the name of that movie um so anyway yeah we've got we've got a fun show for you guys tonight and again if you hadn't ca- caught all of that it's really fun to interact live so if you're a podcast listener, maybe maybe think about transitioning over to live and uh, and joining in the fun. Uh, Vince asked if I used his link. I don't I don't remember. I know it was like a, a Google Doc or something like that. Uh, I had to find a way to watch it, so I I went with whatever was posted. Yes, I did. It was posted by you. Thank you, Vince. I appreciate that. All right. Well, um, so with that said, let's get into a little bit of news. Um, Not a whole lot of news this week, um, you know, because, again, the Oscars, when the Oscars happens, it kind of takes over, takes all the oxygen out of the room. Um, But did you have anything that you were just like, I really just need to talk about this? Uh, Yeah, something actually kind of cool happened. Yeah. for the first time in a long time uh, regarding Star Wars uh, at South by Southwest Disney unveiled that they have a extending and retracting lightsaber that really works. Well, like you can saw a dude in half. With Not it? that part of working, but like oh. the, you press a button and it goes, and then you press the other button. And it goes, but I mean, they had those when I was a kid and you like sling it. You don't have to do that. You press the button and it, 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 is it, it spring loaded. I don't know. It, Will it recoil? Because it, I think they had those too. You could like push it. No, it's not it, like those. It's it's, it's like it's like a, a a controlled extend and retract, and it lights up. Like it looks like a real lightsaber, dude. It's pretty cool. How much is it? Is it like four hundred dollars? That's something that they haven't talked about yet. Uh, a lot you know of it'll probably be like four hundred dollars because they know they know. A lot of people think that, that it's grown just, ass man babies are going to be like, I've got four hundred dollars. Well, a lot of people speculate that it was like a, a proof of concept type thing to show that it is something that can be done uh, before they put it into some sort of production. But uh, they did un- unveil it on stage. Uh, and show that you can have like a like a straight up zoom, like lightsaber. Okay, you know? uh, Vince just dropped the our, our Twitch mod just dropped the link in the chat. I'm gonna um, okay. I'm 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 looking at this clip. Disney shows off real lightsaber. Uh, make with the hurry up. I can't scrub this video because it's on my like. Oh hey, hey thanks thanks Lodge for Web. the subscription Loge Web. I mean it looks huge. Whoa okay. Okay. It's pretty cool. The uh, the guy in the video acts like a dope and, well, and he's, he's a like, total corporate wiener. <laughs> yeah, he's a like, it's like I've got a lightsaber. Okay. Uh. The retracting uh, is silly. It's kind of like whatever those videos are where people have the lightsabers and it's like a cartoon joke and it goes like limp and then like like back in. But but the extending part looks really cool. It's kind of yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool. And I wonder if it will hold up to Intense LARPy like oh, Comic Con. You're probably sweaty definitely action. not supposed to hit anything. Okay, with it. well there we go. But um, other than that, uh, Loach Web is on a 19 month streak with his 
Dang, Twitch right there with Vince. Dang, dude. Um, like, can we jam in Marvel somehow? Yeah, um, there's a new lightsaber wielding comic book person that's going to be coming out in the new cinematic universe, which they've already yeah. talked about. They're going to reset. They're going to go. Everybody's getting tired of these, so we got to do new heroes. Well, I don't have anything Marvel, but talking about expanded cinematic universes, uh, in an interview with Jonathan Majors, uh, star of uh, Ant Man three and Creed three. Uh, he recently said that he knows that Michael B. Jordan and Amazon have plans to make an entire Creed expanded universe because it's not enough to just do whatever the hell Creed is supposed to do. And they have multiple movies and shows planned, including one that focuses primarily on the boxing on the deaf daughter Amara. But they'll probably make her a boxer because they set her up to be a boxer in Creed 3. Because she, like, pays attention to everything her dad does. And she watches his videos. And at the end of the movie, he has her punching a bag or something. So there's going to be, like, a deaf child boxing show or something like that. We do love deaf girl boxers. We just can't get enough. Something like that. Yeah, so there's at least one that will be dedicated around her. Uh, and and Jonathan Major sounded made it sound like there would probably be something about his character Damien. I'm sure that there's going to be some sort of uh, uh, a Drago show or or movie of some sort. Okay, I would I would watch, but not watch not Drago. Drago proper. Well, damn it, the son because fuck that. God yeah. they brought uh, him in in Creed three just long enough to be like, oh yeah, I remember Drago. So. Yeah. yeah, that actually, you know, earmark, not a thing that needs an expanded universe. Earmark everything that we just said because I'm going to be I'm going to be doing a callback to that when I talk about Scream Six. So just put a little put a little bendy on the page, and we'll 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 come back to that. Um, and and then speaking of things that Disney needs to not do, um, as far as like the the everything they do, uh. There was the new the new Little Mermaid trailer that was unveiled at the Oscars, uh, and they showed Ursula for the first time, and I guess some uh, people are excited about that. She looks like the Ursula, but in a people form. Like, okay, I don't understand why this is news, and I, I mean, are we going to have more problematic songs about, like, consensual kissing and wishing they had legs? Yeah, everything about it's already a problem and will probably continue to be so. And Disney doesn't need to make live action or completely CG versions of um, animated classics. Yeah, like, don't. Remember when Little Mermaid, like, kick-started their whole uh, golden age of of animation? Like, their, their, their top success of animation... And now they're like, what if we just piss everyone off? And, and everyone's already well and pissed. So good good job there. Let's but, just further explain how void of ideas we really are. Uh, something else that was really fun and is a uh, repeat of an old idea, but a, a, a still fun thing to do nonetheless. Uh, Terry Crews posted a video. I do like Terry Crews. Of him as uh, President Camacho. Camacho. Uh, with like a running for office like campaign, I would watch another thing. idiocracy movie. 
I would well, do it. Well, it's, it's, it's never going to happen. It's too real. It, well, because, well, yeah, it's just turn I do on the see freaking what, news. I do want to see what happened after Upgrade woke up. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be I mean, there is there is stories there, but nobody likes being told they're stupid, so I don't know if this movie would get... I didn't tell anyone they're stupid. It just explained how we are all, are all stupid. Um yeah. Uh, movie Albert on uh, Twitch says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 looks dreadful. I mean, it's it's more Marvel. Well, like dead I mean, horse kickings. You have uh, Batista who's publicly he's announced that he's very happy to be done with that character and no longer have to have involvement in Guardians anything. And I don't blame him. I really don't blame and him. And I've been seeing a lot in the news the last week about so many different stars that... Uh, <clears throat> that are very proud of the fact that they turned down Marvel uh, and, and have said that they will just, they want no involvement in anything Marvel whatsoever. Like, I think I saw that um, Taron Edgerton, Edgerton was like, not doing Marvel, no thanks. Uh, and a couple, Good for him. A couple other people were like, there's no amount of money Disney can throw at me to make me have to do Marvel. They're like, I'm going to do different projects I'll, I'll make money a different way i don't want it's just Marvel. where where ideas go to die you know um um twitch uh movie albert on twitch just said renfield looks fun you're that right does look it fun. does it looks like a lot of fun and 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 the thing about renfield that that, that is interesting in terms of a movie a, an interesting new hollywood film in a theater is that it takes an old idea and gives it a new spin it's not a reboot of Dracula. It's not a Dracula cinematic universe, but it is something that we are familiar with, but it's giving it kind of like a twist. And, it, and it's a classic, and you can do that with ancient classics. If you, if, you know, this, this trend of trying to reboot a movie that's barely six years old, they're like, well, you know, we need to keep making more Spider-Mans, and we're going to redo it, or we're going to redo an X-Man, or we're going to redo Ant-Man, or we're going to recast a Superman, we're going to, we're going to, we need a new fresher Batman, and it's like, come on, let's like, let's dig a little deeper, you know? Yeah, I mean, James Gunn's DC is already going to give us a, a different Superman, a different Wonder Woman, uh, going to make Momoa into Lobo instead of Aquaman, um, you, you know? And then even movies that are like twenty, maybe years we'll old. get that Momoa uh, Lobo film after all. Yeah, but I still want Stone Cold. Um, but, but even movies that are like 20 years old, because with the announcement of uh, doing new Lord of the Rings and Hobbit stuff, no one wants more Lord of the Rings or, or, or a redo of Lord of the Rings because uh, they're pretty dang good. Well, and here's the thing about like or as, Harry Potter. as our world gets smaller, because information being readily available at our fingertips, it's getting better and quicker and faster. Like, I mean, you'll see this book here on the shelf behind me that I'm pointing my thumb at. It's, you know, a thousand and one movies you need to see before you die, right? There was, uh, and I have a lot of other books like this. It's like the film dogs, like thousand movies. And that used to be the way to like find stuff and find content and find like oh maybe you've never heard of this film but now there's like shows like us and internet movie database and letterboxd and like all these services and all these ratings things and and the world of of content consumption has gotten so much smaller that a movie that may very well be 20 years old like lord of the rings doesn't feel as ancient as 
it used to because it's still on the forefront of our fingertips and, and more readily and easily accessible than it ever has been. A lot of these cult movies coming out of the, 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 the darkness faster than they ever have is, is evidence of that. And, and when, you know, when people can access this content and, and, and it's fresher and stays more relevant longer, even though it's not commercially successful, it means that we don't want or need a reboot of it as fast because there's people out there that are still consuming this content that, that's still fresh in their minds um and it, it just it makes the newer reboot that much more stupid in my opinion uh velvet santa thinks that we need to reboot wayne's world but with us no one would watch that <laughs> you know no one watches well this. but if we can I mean, cast me my own you. if we can cast me like my own cassandra or something that would be that would be do i get to be rob Lowe? Oh. oh who's am i wayne and garth in this i now? don't know as long as I'm white or Rob Lowe, that seems cool. That seems like a good deal. Yeah, uh, learn to speak really weird uh, Cantonese or whatever. No, we can't do that joke anymore. That is a Mike Myers thing that that, that, that we can't we can't do that. That's that's insensitive. We can't we can't just go ching chong ching chong like he did in that movie because <laughs> he did not be... do that. But he would go y'all, and then act like the subtitles that went on forever, and they just sat there and waited. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Rob Lowe ordered the food in uh, over the phone, right? And he, his was way better than Wayne's. Oh, yeah. You remember? Oh, Rob Lowe's awesome. Um, anyway, all right. Um, he has that new show coming out where he's a total douche. Rob Lowe is really good at being a doucher. Because he, he just looks like an immortal douche. Yeah, uh, but it turns out like he's like a pretty cool dude. Yeah. He's, he's more like his uh, parts and rec character than he is like the... Uh, big doucher he is in movies and yeah he's because he, he's just so he's just so handsome mm. well um, yeah did you have any other news before we jump into that was it man everything else was shit. Oscars there wasn't anything else fun out there but I thought that lightsaber thing was sick that was pretty sick well uh, let's talk about um, this weekend shall we because it's uh, this weekend's March, March 17th man and, and uh, a new weekend means new movies there are movies that come out every weekend, and there's even a game about pinball coming out. Um, it's going to be coming out on uh, streaming, but it's called Pinball, The Man Who Saved the Game. And if you guys know anything about me, pinball is very relevant to my interest. thought that was kind of cool. But Actually, my Munsters shirt is a stern pinball shirt. Oh, yeah, you're wearing, a, you're wearing the pinball one, huh? Um, but uh, there, there are a few uh, movies coming out, mostly in... Um, Streaming like Willem Dafoe's Inside is is coming out and uh, on streaming I believe maybe a limited theater release but the biggest the one that everybody's going to be you know talking about um, is of course Shazam Fury of the Gods that's what's going to be playing in a theater near you the um, very last of the DCEU yep they this is the this is the one though or wait no they I thought did... Flash was the last of the DC oh yeah you're right Flash uh, but this one. They might be able to continue on in the new DC because they never it's showed. So separated. Well, they never showed Superman in the first one. Mm-hmm. You only got to see like his boots or his cape or whatever. You didn't get to see him. So they could make uh, Shazam part of it. And I think Zachary Levi has uh, asked them to keep him on as, uh, as Shazam, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, you know. These movies, they they deadpooled the DCU, you know, a, a little more PG friendly Deadpool, where it's like tongue in cheek, like accidental hero. Yeah, um, I think it would be a, a good idea if when they do this DC reboot, they keep him as Captain Marvel, but get rid of the whole like 
Marvel family bullcrap oh, thing. Yeah. Just the single Captain Marvel. Like, just just Billy Batson, no other orphans well, or whatever. The, 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 the orphans are there for a reason. No. Yes, they are. And, nope. and, and, mm, do I have to say it out loud? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying uh, to check the boxes. Uh, but, dude, no one has ever liked the the, cat, the Marvel family thing. No. Uh, did, checklists like the Marvel family yeah, thing. Corporate butthole boys. Yeah, corporate yeah. butthole boys. But, you know, fans of the comics, uh, not one person's ever been like, I think I'll take the whole Marvel family over the single Billy Batson. Or even worse, when the whole Marvel family comes together and they have to, like, high five, like, planeteers to make the one Captain Marvel. And when when he gets all shazammed, they all split. And they're like, oh, no, <laughs> we're just six little dumbass kids now. Or, you know, whatever the hell it is. They there are. needs to be one Billy one Batson Captain, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Well, it's coming out in theaters this week. Um, you know, we'll we will see um, w- what happens here because I think everybody's going into this with low expectations. I mean, I think everybody's already made it up in their mind that DC sucks, right? And I feel like I'm wondering if that just kind of pulse that's going around is going to be enough to really affect people going out and seeing this movie. Is if like is this going to be a movie that just immediately tanks or is it going to be a movie that people like i'm going to go check it out and then if it's good we'll keep going or is it one that's going to go and then reviews are going to say it's actually good and then it picks up like i don't know i really don't know um yeah i mean it does kind of suck though that they they there's no chance of the uh captain marvel and um black adam face-to-face type thing though yeah i mean i'm gonna watch it for you guys but yeah i'm gonna watch it too the things that we do for love. And we love you. <laughs> so, uh, but that's coming out in theaters this weekend. And that's about it, though. Not a whole I'm, lot. I've forgotten the news. There was something about Dwayne Johnson finally speaking out about the him being upset at Henry Cavill not being continued to Superman. I didn't read about it. It seemed like drama stuff. So, that's there if you want more Captain Marvel news. You can Google it. You can Google it. You can read about the fall of our financial institutions and then rock the, the Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. Um, you can do that. Uh, he's suing DC, says Vince on Twitch. So I, I kept seeing that, but then today I saw it was fresh news that he finally actually talked. So I didn't know how much of that was just insider hearsay nonsense uh, tabloid stuff. Yeah. I'd sue DC if I had a team of lawyers and a lot of money. Yeah, you promised a franchise and you took it from me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay, well, there's that. Do we want to talk about the Oscars? Do we want to just do it? Or do, we, do I want to review a movie and then we end the show talking about the Oscars? Like, what a... I don't have much to talk about the Oscars. I didn't watch anything. All I did was read what, what happened, which is... What everyone knew would happen. Well, let's just go ahead and review review a movie. This is what we do. Like the the, the show is progressing quickly because there's not a whole lot. There wasn't a whole lot of news, not a lot of stuff coming out. Um, but let's just uh, let me let's talk about Scream, okay? Um, because if you guys know me, you know I like horror movies. You know that uh, I've seen all the Screams, even though they kind of run together in my head. 
and they get very confusing and there was like there's been like nine murderers because they always travel in packs you know that's i think there was only one movie where there was a single scream killer and um it's it's a whole thing so uh i'm gonna read this comment that twitch uh vince just dropped in twitch i'm gonna drink some alert i said the rock said i think it's almost like when you have a uh, pro football team and your quarterback wins championships the head coach wins championships and then you have a new owner uh and a new owner comes in and says, not my coach, not my quarterback. I'm going to go with somebody new. I don't understand it, and I don't want to. It's quite a comment. But, yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about Scream real quick. This movie came out really fast, right? It's the, it, it Less than a year after the last one. Less than a year. And this is, you know, bringing back Courtney Cox, bringing, back, bringing in Jenna Ortega, who is just blowing up the internet right now. Um... It's, you know, a lot of returning cast from the last one. Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Brown, Mason Gooding. Uh, even a little a little cameo by CGI Skeet Ulrich. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's bringing, bringing out the, the... OG boys. One of the OG, the OG killer, which is, if you're caught well, up with the... If you're caught up... What do you mean, well? One like of the a, two. There was well, two in the first well, one. Well, yeah, and I was really hoping Matt Lillard would, like, show up at the end. He's like, I wasn't dead, dressed as, like, Shaggy. And because um, he was the best part of all the screen movies, uh, and he was only in the first one. But Whoa. dude, he was the best. What about a uh, old uh, Matthew um, Lillard's cool? Uh, what's his name? David um, Arquette. Yeah, he died in the last one. Well, yeah, but um, he was a good part. He, Dewey. And uh, anyway, so um, this, if you're not familiar with where the Scream franchise has gone, they make sure that you know. In the first 15 minutes, like you're gonna get caught up. There's gonna be unnecessary soliloquy happening in the in the you know first 15 minutes. I was like, it's a good thing we all moved to New York after the last things that happened two years ago when the killer follows us and then killed you and my friend, and we moved here to be with my sister who now I can protect. But my mom ran away. You're like, it's just it's like okay, okay, got it. We we know we got just it. A huge exposition dump. All the exposition dump. But um, Melissa Barrera, Sam Carpenter is her is her name. She is the daughter of Billy Loomis, who was the killer in the first movie, right? And so she, in the last one, she saw these visions, and she, you know, everybody's following. It's following her around, and there's of course another killer on the loose that's that's following her around, and she comes to New York to protect Jenna or- Ortega, who is her sister, and her sister's like, "I'm 20, and I'm gonna have sex with boys and do drugs, and you can't stop me." And then, uh, but she's like, "I'm your sister, and this is dangerous. Remember what happened?" She's like just because something bad happened to me doesn't mean it's or bad happened to you. I'm not gonna let it govern my life until like a knife flies at her and she's like shit. And uh, and then they're on the run and then there's classic scream formula. The thing about scream that is almost like a bait and switch that makes scream somehow try to be masquerading as an intelligent horror movie. Like there for a while it was because it was a the first movie was very brilliant because it was a parody of slasher films and it was it, it, it was one of the first slasher films to ever jump shark and acknowledge that it was making fun of tropes and acknowledging tropes and following tropes in a formula that you know. like it's it's seen in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back where he's just sitting there counting his money and it has the orangutan killer Yes, and he's just like I don't care, whatever. And it was it was uh, 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 the director, yes, himself sitting there for real, and Jane's on the ball making fun of himself. And and somewhere along the way, you can't keep 
making a joke about something that you're no longer joking about and be authentic to what you're trying to do. This is clearly a cash grab. This is clearly, and they're like, yeah, this is a cash grab. This is a, this is a sequel. It's a prequel. It's a rebootquel. And they're, they're going through, and it follows the, yeah, Velvet Santa said on Twitch, RIP Wes Craven. Um, this is literally illustrating itself and it telegraphs itself you know all the plots and twists and turns just like a classic stream screen movie they tell you in the first 10 minutes they're just like oh of course it's the first person you think and yes it is because it always is because that screams new formula and they just add more just you know if you think you're going to predict the ending of this you're not and it's going to be just as stupid and as like contrived as you possibly could think but it doesn't mean it's not fun along the way so you know the kills are fun the action's fun listening to ghostface on the phone is fun like there is something inherent was <laughs> yes the scream the, the scary movie yeah there is something just very cool and very engaging about Ghostface as a slasher villain because he is smart. He does communicate with you in a way that most slashers never get the opportunity to. He's got wit, he's got humor, and you know, he always seems one step ahead of the game. Except for when he gets there, he's the good one. One thing that you always see in a Ghostface killer is their cranium seems to always be made of steel, whether or not they're a you know, a 60-year-old mother or a teenage girl or a 30-year-old man or a 50-year-old man. Like, they always have, they get hit with frying pans and bricks and they just, like, like scramble and they get back up and they're, and they're going at it. Um, and this movie is no different. And uh, if it wasn't for, you know, performances from Mason Gooding and Jenna Ortega and the, the, these characters that you kind of just end up enjoying, this movie would be incredibly forgettable. But because the voice of Ghostface is so iconic, the formula is iconic, and it jumps its own shark really, really hard, it makes it fun to watch. And so with that said, I didn't dislike this movie. Um, did I go into it expecting exactly what it did? Yeah, and I got what I expected. I was not expecting a fun ending to predict. I, I mean, you got um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Hayden uh, Pan Panettiere or whatever her name is. Panettiere. Panettiere sounds like that bread you get at Christmas. Um, that Panettone. <laughs> yeah. Dina. Yeah, Dina loves that. Uh, I'm gonna call her Hayden Panettone from now on. But she comes back reprising her role as Kirby Reed, who got stabbed in one of the the previous uh, movies. And they, they just keep acknowledging more Hollywood tropes to a point where they become a Hollywood trope. And that's the weird thing about this, this Scream franchise is they are becoming the thing they meant to parody. She got stabbed in one of the movies but lived? She just got stabbed, stabbed in the gut. So every time they talk about Ghostface, does her scab burn and she has to, like, touch it and remember? Oh, she shows it. She's like, I got stabbed right here. And then it's like, I got stabbed with this knife right here because, of course, there's, like, a lair and there's, like, all this memorabilia. And somehow this guy managed to collect, like, every murder weapon and all of the different masks from every killer. I don't know how you managed. They're like, wow, the police are doing a terrible job. Well, and, and then a character says that. And they go, oh, well, uh, the evidence rooms aren't exactly Fort Knox and police need money. And so they just, they they address every dude like us that goes, well, that's stupid. And they go, we know. We but... called it before you. So... <laughs> right, so therefore it's okay. How many movies do we talk about where they do that? Where like, the writer's like, 
this. Someone's going to call us out on this because it's the dumbest thing they've ever heard. Quick, call ourselves out before anyone gets to it. Yep. And there, then we look like geniuses instead of just money-hungry producer buttholes. Yeah, they're like, oh, no, Cinema Sins and <laughs> uh, Pitch Meeting is definitely going to get us on this. Put something Put in, it there in there real quick. Uh, Adam over on YouTube says they should bring back Dewey and not even acknowledge that he died. And I, you know, that's a little too soon. Uh, I think they really needed to um, bring back old Matt Dillard um, because he, um, he, 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 or Lillard. I keep saying Dillard. His name is Lillard. I had to Google it to make sure I was, I was like, that doesn't sound right. But Matthew Lillard, they need to bring his character back because um, he's so great. Like, don't bring back Dewey. He died in the last one. We haven't seen Matthew Lillard in a long time. Bring back Dewey, but he didn't die. But instead, now he's like Dewey in um, a scary movie. Oh, my God. Or he's, he's handicapped now. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Anyway, Scream, if you're a fan of Scream, you'll you'll have fun. Is it a fun horror thriller for an hour and 45 minutes? Yes. Is it a great movie? Absolutely not. Um, is it even a great horror movie? That's debatable. Um, there are some very fun moments. It's, it's not a scary movie at all. There's some really fun kills. Like... There's a lot of interesting ways to kill a person with a knife, and this movie illustrates many of them. And um, you can stab and slash. You sure can, and uh, and and in all manners of places, you know. Um, so you know, it, it it's not doing anything new, but um, it it it's just one of those things like you know when you're craving junk food you know you shouldn't eat it and you know you don't even really want it but then you take a bite and you're like oh, why did i eat that but okay you know um there it is scream six you can you can see it i saw it it's it's another scream if it makes enough money we'll see another one um and it made a lot of money a lot of a lot of money it made a lot of money and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see more we're gonna keep seeing screen movies until we stop paying to to see screen movies. That's the thing. It had a thirty three million dollar budget. You know that's not counting distribution and advertising. It already made forty four in domestic box office. We're gonna see more screams. So how about that? How about that? Thanks for the follow, Baldwin Orange. All right, there you go. That's scream. You say words, Jake. I'm well, going to drink more Malort because so that's where I'm at right the now. The movie I watched is far, far from Scream. It is instead a, a, a movie that is so wholesome, and it is about friendship and true friendship. Are you about to review the Buttercream Gang? Yes! Okay, so for those of you that didn't catch the pre-roll on Twitch, we need some clarification here. Okay, so so myself and Velvet Santa, who is a viewer on Twitch, weekly hold a real phone call that really happens. And, and what dedication it, to our viewers! It's a real thing. He, he doesn't even live in this town. And it was discussed that everyone, all of humanity, needs to watch the Buttercream Gang because it is it is about true friendship. And doing the right thing, even when it's the hardest choice 
but standing by your your friends and yourself and your and your morals and and helping empower and and better other people by you being just the exemplary model of uh like piety and and and, and honor and and honesty so uh for those of you that that, that didn't understand <laughs> Any of what you just said. I mean, I get it. I'm about to explain. 1992 movie. So, in this family classic. Was this a direct-to-VHS family film? Uh, Loge Web on Twitch says, is this a weeb thing? No, then it would be all him. Is this is this a movie? Is this like a pure flicks movie? Is this a movie if you if you grew up in Utah or in certain parts of Tawny Town, like this would be a thing that maybe you'd watch? so? Okay. I mean, I don't know if it was direct to DVD or direct to video or anything like that, but it it is direct to America's heart. Okay. I, I can tell you that. So one of our viewers is obsessed with it. References this movie, and you watched it. I watched. You it. finally watched it. Yeah. Okay. And, and so the the whole thing is about the Buttercream Gang. Uh, they're called. That this, just sounds like a. Pornhub sub-channel. It, it could have had a better name, but the, the point, the reason that they are named that is because for like the last 200 years in this town, it there has been a, a buttercream butter gang. Well, it started out, there were boys around the neighborhood who would go and they would help people, uh, and oftentimes that task was churning the butter uh, and, and making the buttercream, so the people around the town that needed their help just started referring to them as the buttercream gang. So I can I could just see this movie already starting as like... Churning this no. butter is so hard. No. Where's the buttercream gang to help me? No. And then no, there's no, no, a no. gut buttercream like gang bang. No, instead the way it really starts is there there's a there's a heartfelt g- goodbye in Sayonara to the current president of the buttercream gang as he makes his way to Chicago to go to school uh and and live with some family members to do bigger and better things uh, and he nominates one of the one of the other guys as their new president because the buttercream gang is everlasting in this town it's a group he's of he's immortal no no it's a group are they of vampires no dude listen it's okay. a group of boys that I'm trying are trying to make this more exciting to help the, it's very exciting it's incredibly exciting they i haven't even got past the, the beginning they do they ride bikes uh, and that's an integral part of it man but there's there a tire swing Yes, of course. Well, there's like a a, a rope swing. Is there coming a tree the they all meet out meet at? Yeah, the treehouse. I've never seen this movie, by the way. I'm just I am just troping spitballs here. Yeah. So the whole thing is, um, you know, the he goes on to do his own thing in Chicago, and meanwhile they maintain the buttercream gang in this town. They uh, there's an old lady who falls down and gets hurt. Um, she uh, is is consistently rescued by the buttercream gang. There's the guy that runs the general store. He's a former member of the buttercream gang, and and everyone in this town is is um, these boys are are like a beloved group of of kids that always help and do the right thing and assist with the chores, and they don't ever ask for anything in return. It's just that they're doing the right thing. Well, the 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 kid that moves to Chicago gets in with the wrong crowd he joins a real gang and gets in a lot of trouble and eventually like the sharks and the jets kind of he gets expelled from school though and so they bring him back to their town uh, and then that's where he runs amok and he starts his own gang and and he he does everything wrong everything against what the buttercream gang stands for and they have to learn to to combat his his ways 
But eventually they find out that it's best to do that through compassion uh, and and honestly caring ab- about him and trying to reach out and, and uh, show him that they care uh, and that they're not going to let him go, you know, because he hates himself. So he wants everyone else to hate him as well. And um, they're, they're not going to let it happen that easy because it's about being true friends, doing the right thing. And, and even when they want to fight, they want to fist fight old Pete. They, they want to uh, really get into it. They, they show him that they care and that he is, he's loved. And, and eventually by the end of the movie, they get him turned back around and he does and the right thing. they all make out. No, man, this is about junior high kids. So They're, like in, in, in it, they all have a teenage orgy. No. And that's the buttercream. No, but gang. at the end of the movie, is- uh, Margaret, uh, who is the nerdy girl in town, but takes her glasses off and becomes hot stuff, uh, she says that there should be female members of the buttercream gang. And then basically the whole town. They're like, girls or boys rule, girls rule. No, whatever. dude, actually, the girls were a really helpful part in this movie because they they ran like a spy organization to keep on the, the evil doings of Pete and his whereabouts so that the buttercream gang could put a stop to his, uh, his evil deeds or undo his wrongs. Well, I'm certainly glad. That you watch the Buttercream Gang. It's it's a good movie. It's an excellent film, and you know what? I I do think everyone uh, should should watch it. Uh, there's a couple of uh, overtly Christian. I feel like I don't things know, in there because but. because so again, if you're just now joining us, uh, one of our Twitch viewers, been a long time viewer of the show and listener back when it was on radio, never stops talking about Buttercream Gang. Jake watched it. I feel like this is a hypnosis like propaganda video that that, that 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 now you have spread to another person and he's like no nah, dude it's great it's great no, look, just see, sit down and watch the buttercream gang dude sit down and watch it with us man no, look, velvet santa says all of us are of his course, buttercream gang. he said it he's the one that puts you in this like weird cult <laughs> like y'all are buttercreamers or whatever the that is what they're called. Yeah, that's what Jesus they call Jesus Christ. Like, I, now I'm afraid of this movie because, like, maybe I'm going to, like, one day I'm going to get, like, pulled into a van and put into, like, a dark alley. And you're going to pull the, the like, the, the, no. the pillowcase off my head. And you're going to be like, <laughs> buttercream, buttercream. Dude, Santa, and he's being like a total ch- Pete right now. Churning butter in the background. No, and you're see, like, just watch, dude. Consume the cream. Be one of the churn. And I'm like, what? What is happening? And then I'll watch it. And I'll be like, ah! And then you'll see an episode here. And I'll be like, guys, the Buttercream Gang's a really good film. Everyone should watch now, it. Now, see what you're doing is is you're spreading Pete style evil. And what I'm here to tell you is that you're my friend no matter what, bro. Even though you're hating on this fantastic movie that our good friend Velvet said. God, it is a Mormon movie. Introduced us to and Vince was kind enough to post a link in the in the Discord so that anyone could watch it. So even though you're 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 deciding that you don't like it without even knowing, you're still my friend no matter what. And that's the moral. Okay. Of the buttercream game. Um, there you go. Jake watched the buttercream game for you guys. So there you go. I also watched that Chris Rock uh, special that was on Netflix, the first live Netflix thing or oh, whatever. Yeah, we talked about the slap. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. I mean, it was a lot of like classic Chris Rock and none of it felt new. Big piece of chicken. 
And uh, basically, you got to wait until the very, very, very end to hear the thing about him talking about uh, Will Smith. Uh, and it was like the last 20 seconds. And that was like the big laugh. Yeah, I, I watched it as well. You know, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing about comedy right now is that even classic comedians and people that have been in the, in the business for a really long time. I think I think Jerry Seinfeld <coughs> said it best. It's like doing live and like every time you, you, you go up and you take a risk. Um, and as Baldwin Orange just said on Twitch, he said, Chris Rock was never that great at stand up. Honestly, a better writer. And I've said this a lot. I actually said this uh, off camera. I said man. Chris Rock is a great writer and um you know and, and and he has written a lot of really great movies and he's writing a lot of uh, great scripts everybody and, hates chris not a bad tv show also starring terry cruz that we talked about already. and you know his stand-up was all it felt like kind of kind of like eddie murphy's stand-up it's oh like, what but he's but his film acting career outshined his stand-up career i mean he's good at both eddie right murphy's but but is. With Chris Rock, I, I mean, I I don't think Chris Rock's stand up is bad. I think he's a better writer. Like he like uh, as as Vince just said, uh, he acknowledged the big piece of chicken joke. Um, you know, Chris Rock, he he, if you rewind the 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 clock of comedy and you go back and you look, you know, there are certain reasons why certain comedians become as famous as they are, and it's generally, you know, uh, Chris Rock, you know, kind of predated Dave Chappelle and was doing stuff that you know Dave Chappelle took a step further. You know, they were telling jokes that were uncomfortable at the time, and I mean, Chris Rock took jokes that Richard Pryor was doing and took them a step further and took like the Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, like those guys that, that you know, African-American comedy in the United States, like, you know, he became the, the one that kind of pushed it a little bit further and uh, while still being intelligent with it. And and, 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 and and continuing to to be intellectual, continue to write, continue to push envelopes, and continue to do quality material. And, and you know, after a career of, what, 30-something years? I think it's hard to do. And especially in a comedic climate right now that is, that is very hard to write good comedy. Um, it, it's very, very hard. It's one of the reasons that I don't do comedy in person anymore is it's fear. You know, it's not that I don't think that, that, that there are plenty of funny things to make fun of that I know that I could make people laugh, but I'm just, I don't know how people are going to receive certain jokes. Well, that's and, what you got to do like uh, Jimmy in the uh, future episode of South Park where he has the Jimmy show. And he's like, Hey, what a great audience. What a great audience. Oh, oh Hey, so, w- w- you hear what they say about Mexicans? Well, they're, they're really nice people and they're great to have his neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, oh, this is hilarious. Like he'll just set up a joke and then say something really positive afterward. Well, you know, I, I also want to go back. And if you've been watching the show for a, a while, when the last Oscar, <gasps> when the slap happened, the first thing that I said. The slapping. The slapping. The first thing I said is get ready for a really big Chris Rock special in the near future that acknowledges this and everyone's going to watch it. And I was like, no, nah, it was a real slap. And I was like, what? maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But this is an amazing opportunity to propel a stand-up. Weren't you one of the conspiracy Oh, yeah. I totally thought it was, it was I totally thought it was fake. Mm-hmm. And I kind of almost still do. Um, you know, because uh, mm, there's, there's so, like, none of them lost their careers. 
you know? And so far, a lot of them have been making money. Um, I, I don't know, you know? I mean, if I was a writer, it'd be a really good bit. So, I don't know. Um, comedy's we Comedy is so weird right now. Like, you have to read... Like, either they're super geniuses or we're just rolling with the slaps. I don't know. Um, but I watched it, too. I, I chuckled, but it was... I, 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 there was no guffaws. Yeah. I thought Bo Burnham's comedy special was one of the best ones I've seen on Netflix in a really long time. Yeah, it just seemed like some of his material was um, a couple years outdated, maybe, and a lot of it was well, I mean, repetitious of just Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah. Stand-up is outdated by a couple of years because he just kind of needs to be a writer. Um, anyway, because stand-up is hard. It is a skill. It is a different... Telling jokes in a stand-up format is not the same as writing a sitcom, is not the same as social commentary. I mean, this is very much a one-person show, you know, it's it, it's tough. Um, uh, Baldwin Orange says, Will Smith hasn't done a worthwhile movie since Bad Boys. I mean, he, he's been in a lot of movies. Um, Which Bad Boys, the most recent one? Yeah, or like the was, first one? I don't know if that was worthwhile anyway. They're making another one. They they are. They They really are. Uh, Vince over on Twitch says, I'm watching History of the World Part 2 and haven't laughed once. Painfully unfunny. That's what a lot Oof. of the reviews I've been reading. Yeah, everything I've seen about it looked like such garbage. And then, you know, one of the the History of the World Part 1 is one of my uh, personal favorites. Um, I like Mel Brooks movies a lot. And um, the, the thing about that is that... Uh, it was Mel Brooks in, his, in a Mel Brooks movie. And this one... Well, he can't do that. So there's a lot of stand-ins, and and you have too many people vying for the spotlight, and and um, I, all of the stuff I've seen on it is just not funny at all. Or it's actors that aren't funny, or people that don't belong or shouldn't be there. And there's a whole thing on Xbox on my Xbox homepage where there was a, a game you can play. There's like um, but it's just like mash the A button or press left and right for a second. Uh, but the whole thing is there was a funny part to it. There was a funny part to it. The opening and the ending where it was Mel Brooks talking to you. Uh, well, and, and I the, think that the, the, that's the problem with the show from what I've read. I have not watched it myself, so I'm just going off of things that I've read. Is that this is a Mel Brooks thing that Mel Brooks is not really a part of. And, you know, the thing that's the point. Exactly. What is the point? You know, it's kind of it's one of the reasons that I like. Except the, for Young Frankenstein. I Well, he was still a part of that. Yeah, barely, though. Or uh, Robin Hood. Men and tights. Men and tights, yeah. Well, so it, it, it kind of goes back to why the the Kids in the Hall Amazon Prime miniseries was so good because they were like, we're going to do what we want to do. If you want to do this, we're going to do what we want. We're going to be Kids in the Hall. We're not going to carry the torch of what you guys remember of Kids in the Hall. We're going to be Kids in the Hall. And... Um, I feel like with History of the World, we're like, let's just do this thing that everybody kind of knows about. It's a Mel Brooks franchise. It's a property. We'll yeah, do Mel Brooks-ish a, a stuff. series instead of a movie. That's probably yeah. a big mistake, too. Just throwing way too many um, ideas. <laughs> they need to... Uh, I, I don't know if they've already released all the episodes, but for the Jews in space, they should have had him reprise his role as Yogurt. That oh. would have been good. <laughs> Just have them meet yogurt or yogurt be on the ship. I'd be down with that. Um, all right. Well, there's that. Um, we need to do the box office roundup. It's that time. 
Okay. No, we only got like five minutes left. We gotta we gotta do that? the thing. We talked about not enough show, and then we ended up with too much. With too much show. Um, all right, guys. So we gotta shift gears to the final segment of the show. We do this every week. If you are a new listener, a new viewer, a new whatever it is you are, uh, we give you the box office roundup for the last weekend, and we give you the domestic box office roundup because domestic numbers are what producers and studios use to determine whether or not we're gonna see more of these franchises, more of these universes, more of these prequels, requels, reboots, whatever. And uh, it's not worldwide totals. The worldwide's gravy. So we're going to start with the number 10 movie in America, work our way up to number one. Jake, take it away. All right, coming in at number 10, the movie that you reviewed last week on the show in its second week out, Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, uh, brought in $1.27 million this past week, bringing its domestic total up to only $5,555,000. Not a lot of money uh, brought it in still by ha- It has not been released in the overseas market yet in Europe. It has a world, it has an international release, but not a big one. It's supposed to be in April when it gets in the that's UK. Just, yeah, th- that's just a, a hard lot for a movie that has that much star power in it and, and Guy Ritchie and stuff. I think Guy Ritchie putting his name on things is, is not as, ne- not as yeah. good. Um but and then still hanging in the top ten, and it's twelfth week out. Brought in more money than the movie that's in its second week out. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, uh, one and three quarter million dollars brought in. Uh, so it has a hundred and seventy nine million at the box office. Oh, oh the uh, Turbo Man! LifeX on YouTube commenting on our Turbo Man yeah. back there. It's Turbo time. Uh, and then coming in at number eight, still in the top ten, in its thirteenth week out, Avatar: Way of the Water, two point six million this past week. Its domestic total, six uh, just shy of six hundred seventy-five million dollars. It's made several billion. It's the third highest-grossing film of all time. Uh, it's out there kicking ass. Uh, and then in its third week out, number seven, Jesus Revolution, brought in five million. Its domestic total is up to thirty-nine and a half. Uh, and then opening at uh, number six, the movie that I thought about watching uh, this weekend and still plan to do sometime, Champions brought in $5.1 million. Uh, I don't know how good that is for that movie. It didn't look like it the didn't biggest do, budget in the world. It got in more theaters than I thought it was going to. I mean, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. It's the new Woody Harrelson film. But, um, yeah, didn't, didn't not, a lot of, not a lot of press behind it. Uh, and then... Coming in at number five, Cocaine Bear brought in another six and a quarter million dollars. Its domestic total is up to 51.7. And then (laughs) coming in at number four, Disney's probably not happy about this one. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It feels like it's been out for a thousand weeks. But it's it's only only been been out out for a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brought in seven million dollars. Its domestic total... Uh, just shy of two hundred million. So, uh, I'm sure it, it got money um, a little bit at least. But you know, Disney's probably going to be upset about it nonetheless. Got some. My totals disappeared. Sorry, I was uh, looking and then at windows. At number three, opening at number three, uh, Sony's sixty-five um, brought in two point three million dollars. Uh, not Sony's not happy know. about it. Well, Sony's I mean, not happy. They, about, what were they expecting? They were not expecting a number three opening. Adam Driver's going to shoot dinosaurs. I mean, if you were to put that in front of a focus group, yeah. If you were to say like, um, 
Star-Lord's going to shoot dinosaurs. They go, here's $230 million. Let's do it again. And then they're like, how about Adam Driver shooting dinosaurs? And I go, ooh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, and then hanging in the top three, dropping from the top spot, though, uh, and only at second week out, Creed 3, 27 and a quarter million dollars, uh, bringing its domestic total up to 101. Uh, so get ready for that Creed expanded universe uh, that I guess Amazon is planning on doing. Creediverse. Amazon has no no clue uh, about anything. And then coming in at the top spot, like you talked about earlier, Scream 6, $44.44 million in its opening weekend, just crushing the rest we're of everything that's We're going to get a Scream 7. I promise we're going to get a Scream 7 because it beat its budget in one weekend. So... The rest is gravy. Uh, Baldwin Orange. That's <laughs> a good comment here. Adam Driver, the guy with the chops that should not have taken the Star Wars gig. Truth. Yep. Adam Driver is an excellent actor, but some of the things he's in, a little questionable. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is our show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, saw some new faces in the in the chat. That's always fun. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever, wherever it is you like to like and subscribe. We think Twitch is fun because you can sub and we get money for that. Um, which it's not much, but it helps pay the, the, the rent here and, and the cost of all of the stuff to do a podcast like this. So uh, don't forget to sub over there. You can download this podcast wherever it is you get podcast if you don't want to get into the comments and do that you can also get us on discord you can chat with us maybe maybe uh jake here will call you and talk to you on the phone because apparently he does that that's and a real thing I that really happens. did not know this um so uh thanks to affable shadow always a joy thank you as well um Baldwin Arge, good night. Thank you as well. Vince, drop in the link over on our Discord. You can tune in throughout the week. And within that Discord, too, you can find the link to the Buttercream Game. And you can pester us to watch movies, and we will. So there you go. I'm, I'm about to watch Watchmen uh, because Vince won't stop pestering me about You've it. You've not ever so. seen it? No, I've seen the movie. I haven't seen the show. And oh. uh, so he got me to watch Severance. Now i got to watch Watchmen. Uh, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I promise I'm going to do it. Um so anyway all right guys we will see you guys next week again thanks for tuning in and uh don't forget to like and subscribe buttercream gang's gone everyone i'm sorry sorry about your buttercream as you leave the theater folks please be careful don't let this happen to your car be sure to remove the speaker before you leave if you should accidentally pull a speaker loose please turn it in at our snack bar or box office thank you